Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, it was a, it was a reality check yesterday for the Sun Devils. It was. It was. And, and I think that's, a, uh, in some ways, probably a healthy way to put it, um, you know, because looking at it, and, and I think, you know, I, I said this to you in text last night. I know I, I was thinking it this morning. Already, you know, this is kind of where we thought we'd be this season. Um, maybe not the journey to get here that we thought, but I think both of us had us sitting at four and four at the end of October and coming down to these last four games to see, you know, kind of how this season would uh, finish and what we would think of it. And, and that's where we're at, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was sobering, um, but it's important not to, you know, fall off a cliff now because, you know, not all is lost. Yeah, I mean, USC out-talented ASU from the jump, and, and it was, you know, 14-3 to at the end of the first, 31-10 to yeah. at, the, at the half. I mean, it, it, and then it just, the second half just got away from ASU a little bit. I mean, uh, the second half was, um, it felt like a, you know, just kind of filling time. I mean, we did have a, a little run, you know, the first drive of the second half, we, we got out and scored. And, you know, had a little momentum at that point, you know, um, in, in crazy fashion because, you know, I'm not sure we really deserved the touchdown at the end of the half. But then we score and, you know, with, with more than half of the third quarter left, we're only down two touchdowns. And you think, you know, that's that's not an unmanageable deficit. And but we then, turn uh, right around and give up a huge. Later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we give up a score uh, on a play that gets called back for holding. And on the very next play, we give up a 64 yard touchdown run. Um, and, and that was pretty much it at that point. It, you know, uh, the game became more about the officials blowing their whistles a lot. Um, it, it felt like being in the stadium that you couldn't go more than 30 seconds without hearing whistles, um, which, you know, for a game that was taking a long time and was decided was maddening. but it finally finished. And that was good because it was time to move on. Uh, Tashawn Smallwood is going to have an issue with the officiating. He committed three personal foul penalties in the first half, including 30 yards of penalties yeah. on back-to-back uh, snaps. Back-to-back. And, and now, the first one, and I think you agreed, I just thought that was lame. I really did. I mean, it's, it's you know, for those of you who don't know, For those of you who don't know what happened, ASU had forced USC to a, a third and long, and yeah. – uh, USC snapped the ball, but there was a timeout. It was one of those, the play clock was winding down. Right. Were they going to get the snap off? Was it a delay of game? And Smallwood busted through. Now, the whistle was going. Uh, the TV replay made right. that clear. But Smallwood busted through the line, and the running back chipped him a little, so he just kept going, and he didn't knock Darnold down. He didn't wrap him up even, but he did, no, con- he did no, collide with I, him, and that drew a 15-yard flag. Like- I felt like right away that signaled an officiating crew that really wanted to hear their whistles a lot, um, and I think they did. I think they overcalled the game. Now that has nothing to do with the outcome. I'm just I'm just expressing a little, I guess, frustration from somebody who was sitting there watching the game and thinking, "Is this ever going to end? Stop yeah. blowing the whistle every time. Just let it go." I, you know. I mean, there were um, 18 they, penalties between the two teams. Yeah. ASU, yeah, ASU, I mean, who'd come in averaging three penalties a game, penalized 10 times for 99 yards. Yeah. Daz Tadalatasi got thrown out on a 
Yeah. I mean, look, targeting is important. I think it's a good rule to have, but that was a right. questionable targeting. It looked to, to me on the replay that he he led with his shoulder and the receiver's helmet came down. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. there yeah. was helmet to helmet contact. So, you know. It's going to get you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, again, nothing about the officiating changed the outcome of the game. I thought that personal foul call was a bit lame. And I believe at that, that, that point, it was seven to three. Yeah, we had him in third and twelve. We had gotten the three and out on their second drive, so we had a little bit of momentum going defensively, uh, you know. But I'll go even earlier. Um, the very first drive of the game, I felt like, was you know uh, a swing point, and it's hard to say that about the opening drive. But we get a sack on the very first play. We get him back into second and twenty, and I'm thinking, hey, we get him off field right away. We get our offense out there, and then we give up a third and twelve on a really good throw. You know, a throw that only certain quarterbacks can make across the field to the opposite sideline for exactly 12 yards. Uh, and, and I just felt like the air came out of the balloon almost right away at that point. Like we started the game with all this emotion, we're going to do this. And then it was like reality check. And uh, we didn't really have an answer at that point. Well, and you know, you can even go further in that drive. So we don't get them off the field on third and 12. And then we get them to a third and nine, right as they cross midfield and we give up a 21-yard pass right. that sets up the right. touchdown. Yeah, I mean, two third and long conversions on that drive that we could have, you know, forced a punt. Um, didn't do either one. And then, yeah, on the very next play after the second third down conversion, a, a big play touchdown, although, um, you know, moderate big play for what happened the rest of the night. 32 yards was, you know, they had several that were longer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was a key sequence. And, and then, you know, this was on both sides of the ball because I felt like last night was a night we needed our offense to be more. We needed them to answer early and go score for score a little bit, and they just didn't have it. The defense didn't do its part, but the offense didn't do its part either. The too many three and outs, um, you know, I mean, I think we had two first downs on the first five or six possessions. That's not going to get it done against pretty much anybody. The offense for ASU, one of 12 on third downs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, it's hard to win that way. Um, I mean, you know, variety of things, the defensive problems that we've been familiar with, they, they resurfaced last night. A um, couple times receivers getting wide open uh, and certainly missed tackles. I mean, that was a key. I mean, Ronald you know, Jones Vaughn's touchdown. Uh, uh, yeah. Ronald Jones had two long touchdown runs that mm-hmm. should have been probably 10 yard gains that ended up being 60 plus yard touchdown runs. Tyler Vaughn's touchdown should have been about a 15-yard gain. Instead, it turns into a 42-yard touchdown. Those are the plays that we talked about last week, the week before, not happening. Uh, you know, you, you're going to give up a play, but you, you make that play and you, you limit the damage, and that didn't happen last night. And, and then, you know, again, the offensive side couldn't keep up. So, it, you know, it was a total team letdown um, that, you know, you dig yourself in a 31-3 hole, it's hard to get out of. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where that's a team that has five-star guys replacing five-star guys. And we had talked about, you you raised the point, you know, they don't have a bye week. They were getting beaten up. They had a really rough game against Notre Dame. And, you know, guys were getting hurt and falling out during the week in practice. And it it didn't really matter. They they just kept coming. It did not. (laughs) I mean, what I will say is – one credit to them because I one of the reasons I picked ASU I think I you know probably maybe didn't say it in these particular words but I felt like USC might be out of emotion 
Uh, they started the year with expectations that they were going to win the Pac-12, go to the playoff, win, you know, have a chance to win the national title. And that was pretty much blown up last week with the loss to Notre Dame. They're, they're not completely out of it, but close. And I thought they would maybe show up and just kind of go through the motions. And I thought we would come in and, you know, we were the team that still had something to fight for, had the momentum. And instead it looked the opposite. They looked like the team that played with fire and emotion. And we looked like a team that just kind of uh, wasn't really there, which is a credit to them, but a disappointment watching what ASU was because it, it just didn't look like the same uh, intensity that we had the last couple weeks. Yeah, and, and, and for the Devils, you know, Demario Richard did what he's been doing. He was very efficient uh, as a runner. He made, you know, he made the most of his opportunities. I think, if I'm remembering right, he ended 15 carries, 70 yards. Um, only one touch for Kalen Balazs. He had a two-yard catch, and that was it for the day. Apparently, uh, he was sick, I guess. Um, that was what Graham said after the game. Well, you know, who knows with Graham? Well, it's one of those things, to, though, you know. if that's true, if that's true, and it may well be, I appreciate him trying to give it a go. But yeah. if you play him, he's playing. And if, you, if you're not going to play him, don't. But, but then the thing that's most disappointing to me, which I feel like this is one of those things where I, I keep beating this drum and, and it's not going right. to do anything. But Eno Benjamin came in. He had one carry for 17 yards. Eno Benjamin should be playing. Yeah. You had just developed a yeah. system where you're going two backs, alternating two right. different styles. And Benjamin, he's not Kalen Balaj, clearly, or else he'd be playing no. more. But... Put him in the Balazs role. Yeah. Maybe not no, in Sparky did, he, formation, but just play him. Right. Give him touches. I mean, he got he got more snaps in the second half than I've seen at any point this year. Um, I think part of it was, you know, we didn't run the ball in the second half. It's hard to do that much when when you're down, uh, you know, for, you know, 28 points at one point, 21 for most of the second half. But they find um, Balazs in the passing uh, game, too. That's what I'm saying. They do. Just- they do. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, he, he – uh, you know, the snap count would tell you he played more, and he did, uh, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it was not enough, um, you know, and where was he early? It it seems to me, they haven't said this, and I don't think they've really been asked, but it just has the feel to me of they don't trust him completely to handle the entire offense, pass block, catch passes. Like, he's more of a one-trick pony right now that they're going to put him in maybe to run the ball, his 17-yard carry, I don't know if you went back and watched the second half at all. I mean, it was impressive. Uh, you know, it, it, it was it was the type of carry. It's only one, but it was the type of carry that, you know, was like, wow, this kid's got talent. A little speed, made a couple tacklers miss. Um, you know, so he showed some promise, but I think they're just they're, – uh, they're not ready to hand him the full plate just yet. If we are going to pass out kudos, and I think that, you know, there are some bright spots in this, Christian Sam, another great game. 15 tackles, 10 solo, yeah. two sacks. DJ Calhoun had the sack to start the game. Um, you know, those two guys, I, 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 I know that Calhoun's gone, and I, and I know that we're listing Sam as a redshirt junior. Right. Uh, even though on TV yesterday they said that they're both going to be gone. It, it's going to be hard to replace one or both of them. So Yeah, I, now I would think Sam – would be back. Uh, I mean, I, you know, he's, he's good, but I don't, I don't necessarily see him as a, you know, guy who should leave early for the draft. Um, so I, I would think he's back. Calhoun will be tough to replace. When I, when the targeting penalty first happened, I thought they announced 
number three. And it's hard to see, you know, live who it was. And I even thought, oh, boy, if we lost him, that's a that's a big loss. Now, it turned out to be uh, 30 instead of three, um, you know, because because I really did think, wow, we're going to try to get back in this game. We need DJ Calhoun there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there were there were some um, spots, but just not enough, obviously, to feel good about things. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. You know, again, it was disappointing to see some regression. Um, not that I expected us to be the dominant defense and, you know, turn into the best defense in the country. Um, but, you know, we allowed 17 total points and, and uh, you know, about 500 total yards, I think, in the last two weeks. And in this game, we've, we eclipsed those numbers in one game. In fact, by points, we eclipsed them by midway through the second quarter. They had 21 points, and I'm thinking, ah, that's more than we've allowed in two weeks. So uh, it was sobering to see that kind of come back to reality. Well, and it was one of those things where it kind of felt like the dam burst a little bit. Like it, like you it, said, it, on the first drive when we didn't get them off the field on third and long. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, uh-oh, this is, yeah, you know. It just had that feel in the stadium. You know, I don't, I don't know the team, obviously. I'm not around the team to know their mentality. But in the stadium, it kind of felt like when they converted that third and 12, there was kind of like a groan, like a, ah. Uh, man, this isn't going to go like it did against Washington where we got every stop and everything, you know, and, and the, the response to adversity really wasn't there. I mean, one, one thing I'll say, and it's, it's a good thing, but, you know, the Washington and Utah games, we, we pretty much controlled them the entire way. We gave up a touchdown in each game late in the game. The Utah game was already completely decided. The Washington game obviously was still close, but we had control. We took early leads and we never looked back. And in this game, it was like we had to respond to not having that early lead, and that response just wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Ruiz on the first drive came down uh, to answer with that field goal. Uh, yeah. The first scoring Which drive. Was, uh, you know, they they got the ball at the two, um, you know, and, and it's great to get points, but that was in some ways a little bit of a fluke because you have this, you know, jump ball played in Nikhil Harry. And, look, you have a player like that. He made a great play, and then he gets, you know, probably 30 yards after the catch. Um, but, you know, that were only first down, I think, in the first four possessions. And it wasn't one made you think that was a repeatable formula. Like, it was it was a fluke play that was great, um, but that's it. And, and you know, by the time we really, you know, got anything going offensively, again, the, the only drive we showed any con- consistent life was that opening drive of the second half. And, you know, it's 31-10. It's a late uh, and and then, you know, again, to flip it around, we get a touchdown there and the defense gives up an immediate USC answer to like suck any momentum that you had and say, no, nope, it's going to happen tonight. And that was basically the feel of this whole game. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the offensive play calling. I don't know if Balazs being sick threw everything off or what. Yeah, But yeah. Th- there was a lot of jump balls and then you know, when they did try the short stuff, it, it just wasn't clicking. Uh, you know, my memory is of the uh, the attempted screen pass to Ralston where Manny threw it back to the middle and Ralston broke to the outside. Right. And, you know, some, right. some of that's just, you know, when was the last time Nick Ralston was asked to do anything besides block in this offense? And, you know, it's been weeks. Right, yeah, we haven't seen him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose seeing him was, is a probably sign that, you know, Balazs wasn't able to take his normal amount of snaps and plays. 
because uh, yeah, we just haven't seen him, you know, in in the offense at all, and, and you saw him have a more prominent role last night. Um, you know, that's a factor, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of little things you can point out, but when you get beat like that, obviously, you know, you can't you can't point. I mean, it's just like I was saying about the officiating. Do I think that personal foul call and that third and twelve was a weak call? Sure, but. When you get beat by 31 points, you can't point to one play and say, that swung the game. Without that, we win. No, it's not that way. I mean, for the Devils now, you need two more to get to bowl eligible. You've got Colorado, who should be beatable at home. Yeah. You travel to UCLA, who should be beatable. You travel to Uh Oregon State, who is very beatable. And then you host Arizona. Right. I, I mean, still my, think my thought hasn't changed on this stretch. I mean, I, we I had four and four. I believe you had four and four. I thought seven and five was was gettable at that point. And and honestly, these next three games, as you just said, them. I mean, I thought all three of these teams might be better. I thought Colorado would be better. Certainly thought Oregon State would be better than they are. And and so I feel even more so that those are winnable games. And now UCLA might be without Rosen. He got hurt yesterday. I don't know the extent to that. Um, even with him, they're beatable. But without him, they, they look even more gettable. So, you know, we have to play. I mean, this kind of goes without saying. But last night proved we're not good enough to just show up and beat these teams. We have to play well, win. We didn't play. If we play like played last night, we won't beat anybody. Uh, you know, because that just wasn't good enough. But. If we play a little bit more like the team we saw the last two weeks, maybe not even that good, but closer to it, we can win these next three games and be 7-4 and four going into that Arizona game. Just quickly on Rosen, he left the game uh, with an injury to his left hand. One of his fingers was yeah. bleeding on the sidelines, and he yeah. went back to the locker room, and the doctors told him he would not play, so he came back in street clothes. Um, yeah, which I, I, I don't know if you watched any of that game or heard any of the – I felt like Brock Heward took some unfair, potentially, or or maybe not unfair, but a little bit of, of what annoys me about, you know, commentators and media. Like, he made a lot of veiled comments about Rosen, while at the same time saying, I don't want to speculate here, and we don't know what's going on, but he took a lot of, like, subtle, without saying it, saying it, that Rosen isn't tough enough and isn't a good enough leader. And Like, if you know something, then say it. If you want to put your name on it, Put your name on it. But if not, keep your mouth shut. Because I felt like he was a bit unfair to the kid with the way he was saying. Well, if we're going to go with uh, people putting their names on it, I-, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about Sam Darnold and and the strong feelings that you were expressing last <laughs> night via text. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I think, you know, it's well established all year. I've been a fan of his. I, I you know, have been a little surprised at the – um, torrent of backlash. I mean, I'm not totally surprised because that's what we do. We build the kid up. He has this great Rose Bowl. And, I mean, I could have guaranteed you that n- unless they went undefeated and he won the Heisman, there was going to be the, oh, this kid's overrated. He's not that good. Um, but, you know, early in the year, I felt like, you know, the, all the criticism about the turnovers, like, I, I just, I didn't, it was like Deshaun Watson last year. Like, th- th- he's making plays. Yeah, he's making a couple mistakes. And that's not ideal. But he's still plenty good. Um, and, yeah, what I saw last night, I mean, having seen uh, a fair amount of Rosen over the you know last three years, seen him in person once, um, and, and having watched some Josh Allen and some of these other guys, like I would take him over anybody in this draft. I think he brings so much to the table. 
Um, that throw that he made on that, that pass that was the targeting call was a wow throw. I mean, that, that, I mean, that was between those, three but, defenders know. into the bucket. Uh, I mean, placed right where it needed to be. I mean, if it's too low, it gets intercepted. If it's too high, it's incomplete. If it's, uh, you know, too far to the right or left, it might get intercepted. And it was perfect. And it wasn't an easy throw. I mean, that was a, a probably a 25, 30 yard throw from where he was across the field. Uh, it was impressive. I mean, you know, do I do I know that he's going to be uh, all pro in the NFL? No, nobody knows that about anybody. Nobody's a guarantee. Um, but he was plenty impressive last night, and to me, he just brings the most to the table. He's got the arm. He's got mobility. You know, his ability to. I said this to you last week when we were driving to Ole Miss. What impresses me about him is his ability to create that extra second or two in the pocket by just sliding around jumping forward, jumping back. He just has a mobility that I don't see, for example, with Rosen. When Rosen gets in trouble, he's usually going down. Like He doesn't have that ability to extend a play all that well. Darnold does. Next week for ASU, they take on Colorado. And after being benched at halftime two games ago, Montez yesterday just goes <laughs> ballistic and is 20 of 26 just on fire, three touchdowns, no picks, 347 yards. This was the guy who I had as my Heisman dark horse. And <laughs> Yeah, they've, I mean, they've played better the last two games. They've won two in a row after starting, you know, I think 0-4 in the conference. Um, you know, they beat, they beat two teams who I don't think are very good. Obviously, Oregon State, by the numbers, is the worst team in the conference, and Kyle is close to it. Um, but, yeah, they've played a little bit better, and, and that's what I mean. We, we cannot expect to just show up on Saturday and win the game. This is not, you know, NAU. I mean, it's a winnable game, but it's a game that's also losable if you play like you played last night. You know, that that's not going to end well. So we are going to uh, – we're going to be back a lot in the next little bit here. We're going to be doing an ASU basketball preview before we get to our Colorado game preview. Um, so Kevin Brady – Pick and choose wisely. There's a lot of content coming, <laughs> and I don't want you to feel like you're overwhelmed. Uh, I know the new Apple iOS you know, podcast feed's a little screwy, so it might be a little tricky for you to delete at least one of these, but you know, you might want to skip one. Skip one, pick yeah. the other. That's all I'm saying. Yes. And, let, and let us yes. know which one you picked, because I'm curious if you want the Colorado preview or the ASU basketball preview. <laughs> They'll probably listen to the ASU basketball and then make snide comments to himself the whole time. Yeah, it sounds right. That's what I'd do if you get a U of A basketball one. <laughs> if I'm being honest, that's probably what's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so look out for that. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.